Welcome to Small Town Big Ministry with Luke and Molly. We are so glad that you're tuning in and listening to all of the uh, little ramblings that we have to share from our ministry experience. Uh, This is our pilot episode, so we wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of introducing ourselves and who we are, where we came from, um, what our passions are, experiences are. So uh, say hi, Molly. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Molly. So as we introduce kind of who we are, um, I wanted to start with where, you know, I came from in in faith, um, which is we're both pastors' kids and uh, grew up in Baptist churches and little towns across America. Um, so I came from a, a family that um, we were in little towns from New Hampshire to South Dakota to uh, Illinois, and then past uh, my college years into Michigan, Kansas, and so um, came to know Christ in college, and uh, that's where I really came to my personal faith, even though grew up in the church, knew who, the, who God was, knew quite a bit of the Bible, but didn't really know him as my Lord and Savior until came to know him in college, and then in college, I came to um, my understanding of my call to ministry, um, which is a little bit different than your testimony. You you came to know Christ uh, a little bit sooner or earlier in life than I did. Yeah, um, you know, basically similar background in that our dads are both pastors and we grew up in the ministry. Um, five kids in my family, six in yours, and... Uh, moved around quite a bit, and uh, my parents, very faithful Christians, we got a front row seat to really what authentic faith is, you know, and they're still displaying that um, now, and my dad, he's still in ministry now, even though he's semi-retired, but just grew up, you know, our whole family was, you know, part of the ministry too, and um, I just remember my mom and my dad, but specifically my mom praying like um, for us at night, reading the Bible and praying and uh, really wanting to make sure that we knew that, you know, God is our creator, that he loves us and that uh, we need to uh, follow him and make a decision for him. And they never pressured us. Um, I was in fourth grade when I made that decision at Christian camp. And to this day, Christian camp is, has a special place in my heart. Uh, so not, not mine. Not yours. You had I had a bad experience. experiences at Christian <laughs> camp, but you know, I think there are some great things that do happen at Christian camp. I mean, I was pretty young. I was nine years old, so not a lot changed after that moment for me. Um, like outwardly, uh, but in- inwardly, you know, I was saved. I gave my life to the Lord through my junior high years. I kind of started to. Um, doubt some of what my parents had raised me to believe, you know, is God real? Um, You know, can I trust him? What's my purpose in life? And um, that kind of left me in um, kind of a state of um, just kind of low grade depression, almost a little bit in my early teen years. And it was when I was 15, um, I just had this encounter with God. It was really in the middle of the night. 
And um, it was just like God's presence was just in my room and was like, Molly, I'm here. I'm real. I love you. I have a place for you and a purpose for you. Um, but you need to start living for me now. And so really at the moment where I surrendered my life to the Lord was when it, when God really called me into ministry. And mm-hmm. as a 15-year-old you know, girl, I didn't really know what that entailed you know, as a woman going into ministry. And so I really spent the last uh, or the next 10 years really trying to discern Mm -hmm. what that calling was about. So when I was 15, I really surrendered my life to God. And I I stood out differently from the other teenagers that were around me. Um, It's kind of a lonely place to be sometimes (laughs) when you're like sold out for Jesus and everybody around you is not necessarily there yet which is it's interesting because you know you you talk about you had a you you believed you were saved you know as a kid but you doubted and here i when i was that same age i did not really have a lot of doubts i never really questioned you know whether or not god was real or the bible was true or any of that stuff but i didn't have a relationship with the lord it's kind of so then i came to faith, um, through, you know, friends who were sold out for Christ, you know, in college. And that really kind of showed me something different that I knew I was missing and I needed it and I wanted it. And so I, uh, gave my life to the Lord then, but even then I wasn't really hundred percent, um, submitted like you were talking you, you knew, um, you needed to really submit to the Lord. And I, I still was kind of dabbling between faith and the world and I started a relationship, but it was kind of, it took me a few years to kind of really deal with sin and understand conviction and um, come to that place where I really was sold out. It, right. So, and, and, you know, talking to a lot of different folks um, in our church through ministry who've come to faith um, most I would say a lot, a lot of them have this, a similar experience where they grew up in church, didn't really know the Lord. And then at some point later on, after maybe a period of rebellion or something, um, came back to faith and really, you know, have made it their own, you know, in, in that kind of, uh, that progress of learning slowly or, or, um, coming to a point of submission, um, over time. Um, so I don't know that it's necessarily unusual. I think your story is a little bit more unusual because your submission to the Lord at 15 is also connected to your call to ministry, um, which it probably needs a little bit of explanation because we have a particular idea, um, about a call to ministry. Like we, we believe that if you're called then you have to do ministry. And if you're not called, you shouldn't do ministry. And, and what we mean is full-time vocational ministry, not that you shouldn't serve. Everybody who's a believer should be serving. Um, but that specific you know, call to give your life you know, to ministry, whether that's nonprofit, mission work, church work, whatever it might be, and that it's hard to distinguish or define that. For me, it was a sense that um, my senior year of college, I, I really believed that there was nothing else I could possibly do with my life. 
that I would be satisfied with, that it, it had to be ministry. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, what the Lord was saying I was going to do, I, and I wasn't too worried about it. I was just, I'll do whatever you want. Um, it just happened to be church ministry. Uh, for you, I think it was maybe a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, remember, you know, probably, you know, when you start getting into, into high school years, people, are, you know, start asking you questions like, what do you want to be when you grow up mm-hmm. and stuff? And um, I was still thinking in terms of what do I want? You know, what do I want my life to look like? And, um, I mean, I was coming up with some rando things that I'd like, I wanted to be a paralegal or whatever. I know one thing I did not want to do was I did not want to go into the ministry. It was <laughs> like, it was the kind of type of ministry that my parents were involved in. My dad went to struggling churches. It was a financial struggle with our, our large family too. And, uh, we moved around quite a bit. That was my uh, my only experience of what ministry was. And now mm-hmm. as an adult, I know that there's lots of different yeah. ways that uh, people are called to ministry and how they live it out. But at that point, I'm like, I always felt like an outsider and uh, we moved around a bit and we were always struggling. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to the ministry. Um, when I surrendered my life to the Lord, like in that moment, it's really hard to even explain it in words that moment. And Um, It probably does sound a little cuckoo to people like, okay, but it's really, that was something between me and the Lord and I don't have to explain it to anybody, but he just spoke these words to my heart. I have, you know, a a plan, I have a place for you in the ministry, but you have to start living for me now. And that was the moment where I released control of my future, Mm -hmm. my present and my future. Like, this isn't what I want anymore, Lord, what do you want? And really that began just this really personal, intimate, you know, relationship and journey that I hadn't actually experienced until that moment where I started really reading the Bible. Like it was a journal to my best friend. Like, what do you want from me, Lord? I want to know your truth. And was really talking to him. And I used to keep these uh, journals. I still have them. Like I'm kind of afraid to even look at them now. <laughs> I've like, never seen these journals. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of them, these little, these little prayer journals. And I would just write um, you know, pray, prayers out to the Lord. And um, I mean, I just, it, it really just kind of, once I surrendered that control, I was in deep. And really at that moment, as um, a woman being called to ministry, I thought God called me to the mission field. So kind of, I was thinking I was going to be a missionary in, in mm. Africa or something one day. And I've always had a heart for missions. So I thought maybe that's where God was leading me. And kind of um, the further I got along, I realized, no, you know, God actually, he wasn't calling me to that. In college, um, I went to a Christian school. I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead here, no, but go ahead. this is part of the discerning process for me. When I was in college, I was really starting to enter a lot of conversations with different people who had different convictions on calling for women and stuff. But um, I just remember um, um, really going to this Christian college thinking, okay, I'm going to go to school surrounded by Christian people for four years, and then God's going to call me to the ministry. And I was there for two weeks, and I'm on my dorm room floor crying, going, God, I think I misunderstood. (laughs) You know, I'm not supposed to be here because I'm surrounded by, um, you know, people who who are raised in the church. A lot of them were raised in the church, and uh, they um, were, some of them were pastor's kids and stuff, but they 
they were like well pastors kids are the worst <laughs> no I, they're not that well no it bothered me that like i mean some of my own siblings struggled with this it bothered me that they were saying one thing mm-hmm. and then they were living a different way mm-hmm. and i was surrounded by those types of 18 19 20 year olds and i was like god i think i misunderstood you like it was really in that moment where God spoke to me again. Again, I can't really explain it. It was just like, girl, get up off the floor. You're you're living for a tomorrow, um, a, a ministry. I haven't called you to. You're, I called you here. This is your ministry to the people around you right here and now. Mm-hmm. And um, really in that moment, I understood that um, it's like, you know, it really isn't about me, God. It's about you. I want what you want. So you're going to have to give me a love and a heart these these people, Lord, because it's really discouraging me. I still felt, you know, very alone in my um, really wanting to love and, you know, live out my faith, especially with people who are like, yeah, I, I love God and whatever, but then they're doing all these other things and they look just like the world. Right. Well, and so you were at a liberal arts Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um and you got a degree that was partly ministry or, or Bible, um, but mostly it was uh, what? Yeah, well, at the time that I went to to uh, the college, they were redoing their um, department, their Bible and mm-hmm. Christian ministry department. So I actually ended up getting my degree in uh, human services, which is similar to social work. Okay. And I uh, got a dual degree in that and art and a minor in Bible. So, and then like me, I went to, I actually went to three different schools, but uh, the final school I went to was um, a Bible school for ministry. And that's where I really, I think, learned, grew, matured, and then since my call to ministry. And then from there, we both ended up at Central Seminary in Kansas City where, you know, I believed I was called to ministry, um, but I felt really unprepared. Um, even though I had a Bible degree at that point, my bachelor's degree was in um, Christian education, um, but I, I didn't feel like I was ready to jump into a full-time vocational ministry. So we went to seminary. We didn't know each other at that point. Um, found uh, each other in the lobby of the dorm and within that first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, met each other and um, started a friendship. Um, talking hours every every evening after class and uh, building and growing um, just our relationship together. Um, and I think that was hugely important for me in my continued. Uh, maturity, because um, we we weren't necessarily um, in line with a lot of the uh, teaching uh, of the seminary. It was a little more liberal than than we were. Yeah, again, I <laughs> found myself questioning, God, did you call me here? And it's interesting how God does lead us to places sometimes that really challenges us, and mm-hmm. we find ourselves questioning, what am I doing here? Right. Well, and then, but God was orchestrating mm-hmm. things because, I mean, I I wouldn't have never at that point thought, well, I'm going to go to seminary. I'm going to find my wife. I wasn't really looking at that point. I was just there to 
get trained for ministry and, and open to whatever God was going to do. And uh, he put us together and we strengthened each other um, and supported each other in ministry. And then um, from there, that was where I had my first actual vocational um, opportunity because I became a youth pastor within the first year um, of being in seminary. And that was a, a great church. I had a great senior pastor that um, had a lot of wisdom. And so, you know, we could bounce things back and forth. You and I could. I could, you know, bounce it back and forth with the other staff people. Um, learned a lot of great things, had some good experiences, um, and really got into the trenches uh, in ministry. But you got into, I would say, ministry earlier than I did. You were doing ministry right in your freshman year of college, weren't you? I mean, you were involved in the campus ministry um, at Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, even before that, um, like I said, growing up, my dad, he really incorporated our family into the ministry. He gave us some responsibility, like, um, hey, guys, you know, invite your friends to church and, you know, be good examples and a good role model and point people to Jesus and how you live. Um, when I really surrendered my life to the Lord um, at the age of 15, I mean, I was excited that, like, hey, I had this new sense of hope and joy in life that I hadn't really had until that moment. And so I talked to people, like, at the church. We were in a small church. Um, and, I mean, I was talking to the missionaries at our church, too. You're, you're rubbing your jacket. And I can hear it through the <laughs> oh, microphone. Sorry, learning process. Um, we are, uh, and I was talking to people about it and really excited. And I remember them plugging me in to um, like even local boards, you know, mm -hmm. I was like on a local ministry council and when you were in high 16, school, yeah, 17. yep. And um, help my, you know, really help my mom a lot, like how our girls helped me, um, you know, using my artistic, you know, ability and stuff to help with stuff. And we served and taught. And so we were really helping in high school when I got to college, um, really within like the first couple weeks, God's like, your ministry is here with these people. And I re he really did start giving me a love and a call and a desire to reach the, um, the lost there on that campus. Um, and that's really when I started to get into like campus ministries. And I, and I really like, okay, this is maybe where the Lord is calling me in mm -hmm. student ministry. Um, but because that particular denomination we were in at the time, I was getting some scholarships, too, to go to college and then to seminary. And so sometimes the ladies group would reach out to me and be like, hey, can you come to our ladies group? And it would get like two or three hours away. And I started to speak to, uh, like, different ladies groups, too. So mm -hmm. I, I was doing – and I was doing camp ministry because I love it and doing different things. So, yeah, I was doing – we were doing some different stuff. Um, I was so, very active in ministry before I even got to seminary. It reminded me, though, as you, even as you're saying that, thinking back on my um, high school and, and early college years, even though I was lost, I didn't know it, um, but I was serving a little bit, actually. I went um, and I was a camp counselor one year, even though I, ha I did not have a great camper experience. I wanted to make a better experience for another generation. I actually went and I was a camp counselor for one summer 
uh, one week of <laughs> summer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then I was doing, like, I would help with VBS at our church and I would do stuff like that. Um, and that's, I'm, that's interesting to me just to think back on it because I didn't really know the Lord and mm-hmm. I was doing those things. And I, what I th- suspect is that there are a lot of people who are serving in churches or different uh, ministries as volunteers and things who um, maybe haven't really come to a, a deep personal faith of their own, but they believe enough and they go to church enough and they're religious enough that they just kind of pitch in and help here and there. Sure. Um, and, you know, the hope is through this podcast that we will help people um, in their faith and also in their ministry so that, you know, where, wherever they're starting from, um, that they can grow. They can, they can become what God's calling them to be. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like I was just actually talking to someone earlier about how I never knowingly bring anyone into the fold of ministry with working with the kids that they don't have an art, you know, they haven't communicated a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- we certainly have people who are um, just all over the spectrum of where they're at. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we have some very young believers too. And I'm very mindful when I'm teaching or leading the kids that um, hopefully the adults, those young, new, you know, young believers are also hopefully learning things too. I'm saying it, I'm saying things maybe in a simple way enough for them to catch it too. And occasionally they'll ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, almost there is someone I'm working with right now and, um, I give them the lesson and things in advance and they're like, well, so what about this? What about that? So, you know, they're kind of, uh, internalizing that and learning even as we're teaching the kids. So just by way of uh, further introduction, uh, I'm the senior pastor of our church, and Molly, um, you're the, our children's minister mm-hmm. here. And so we've been serving together on staff of this church for uh, 10 years. I've been the senior pastor for almost 15 mm-hmm. years, and you've been, is this your 11th year actually? Because you had your 10-year anniversary last year. So right. I guess it's, it's all blending together years. at this point. So we've been serving um, in ministry together for quite a few mm-hmm. years now. Um, but prior to that, we were serving uh, ministry separately. So through seminary, we were each um, leading our own different ministries. Right. I was a youth director in uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, and you were a youth director in uh, Gardner, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we were, this was kind of an interesting, unique thing that God did. And he called us after we graduated to two separate ministries in the same area, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, you know, uh, six hours from where we were living at the time. So, uh, we got a call, uh, I got a call to a church, Molly, you got called to a campus ministry Mm -hmm. in Southern Illinois, and we continued to serve separately in ministry for what almost four years Mm -hmm. in that position or those positions um and then from there we came to uh alito illinois where i was serving uh the church and you were beginning to you know raise our kids and Mm -hmm. um we started homeschooling and you were volunteering um but there was a short season where you're you weren't really in a ministry position so to speak right other than the ministry of our family sure um i like that so oh thanks Uh, maybe i can (laughs) coin that um so but 
we uh, we've <laughs> it was interesting when we began to think about serving together because we had always kind of thought we might in the future somehow serve together. We thought maybe. Uh, what post retirement we could go on? Yeah, that. I don't know. Like <laughs> when we first met, I'm like, wow, Luke is like the male version of me. Like we're so much alike. Like within the first two years, I'm like, we like we were alike, but you are man, and I and I was woman. Like there was differences. We we're complementary, yes. but I don't know how much. I mean, we we're alike in some ways and very different in in some ways. Uh, I think our values are very much yes. alike, and I think our beliefs are very much alike, and our standards, and um, but probably our, our personalities <laughs> are similar in one respect, but very different in other respects. I mean, we're just very. You're a a achiever. I'm a challenger, and I think we we complement each other because of that. But we also maybe you know don't always see eye to eye on everything well which is I mean, good yeah like you definitely think about things you know as a man and I'm thinking about things as a woman so it's been interesting to how that's kind of unfolded in our working and serving together in ministry and sure it's been good for us to look at the different side there mm-hmm. uh, meet in the middle on those things yeah well and so for the last 11 years we've been serving together and I think we we serve together well Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I don't know that I would recommend that every married couple serve together on a staff of a church or an organization, um, because it, it is, um, it's unique. It's not always, it's not for everyone. I think, um, you, one of the things that I have to do because I am kind of, not kind of, I, I'm the boss, so to speak. Um, You're rubbing I, it in. I'm rubbing <laughs> it in. Yeah, no. But, I mean, the reality is that I have to give you the space um, to have your ministry um, and your identity in that and not um, control it. Now, but I don't know. For me, that's not that hard because I, I like to delegate. I like leaders to lead and to, to take on ownership of their area without me having to, like, supervise it. I don't really want to supervise it. I want people to take on that ownership. So as long as you're doing that ministry, and I'm not, I mean, not just you, but anyone who's doing a ministry, Mm -hmm. as long as they're doing it well, and they have, you know, um, all the things going on in ministry that I, I would hope that they would, um, then I don't want to dabble in that well there's a lot of trust and communication that has to happen um you know for ministry to happen and you know at the end of the day like you trump you know what we're doing so i do want to be bringing you know i had to bring things to you i look at myself like the goalkeeper more or less like (laughs) i'm kind of like saying yeah this this can come in and no that shouldn't come in um but you know i yeah i don't want to micromanage. No, I mean, you're, you're very open-minded. I think we have a mutual trust in one another. So it's good to, you know, for you, for me to bounce off ideas and to hear your perspective and things. And that's really kind of how we work. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, uh, where we're at right now in ministry and in the season that we're in, like 
we couldn't have really gotten here on our own. It's just because we're open to the Lord's leading mm-hmm. and being obedient to that. That's why we're here. And it's just kind of interesting how some people, when they're called to ministry, they're called to something specific, and that's what they're doing the rest of their life. And I just don't feel like that's happened for me. Like I said, when I was 15, I'm like, maybe God's calling me to the mission field. I got to college. I'm like, maybe God's calling me to student ministry. And then um, I was a youth pastor. I was a student minister. And then when I uh, start, we started having kids, God's like, I'm calling you to raise our, your children right now. Mm-hmm. And this is this is definitely a ministry. And then it just kind of opened the door for kids ministry and I never would have put myself in kids ministry but it's just like I don't know it's amazing how I'm just like yes Lord whatever you want me to do and I've just been open to that and our partnership in that is just kind of it's been just a process of trusting each other and communicating and Mm -hmm. talking and working together and we're definitely doing more projects now than I ever thought that you know, we would, but you we're learning. Me. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. 20 years, you know, married. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of cool how we've kind of grown and matured and ministry together. And yeah. So the, um, the pl- point where we're at now in ministry, um, is, I mean, we've, we've kind of grown and matured as, I don't know, staff members or called people. I, I never, fe- I, I felt like you. Um, I, I, w- I didn't put any um, designation on where I had to be in ministry or what, you know, I was going to d- do in ministry. It was always, well, whatever you want, God. You want me to go on the mission field, then I'll go on the mission field or church ministry or anything else. It, it Youth ministry, I never wanted to be, a youth pastor, but then, I mean, the first ministry that came along that I really felt called to was youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I never put a lot of stock in what I wanted to do. It was always a matter of where is God calling? Mm-hmm. What does he want me to do? Um, and I'll just do that. So uh, I think that's a, I don't know, I guess a really good place to be Um because you're open to whatever God's mm-hmm. going to lead you to do. Right. Um, but in that can be a challenge of, and we have, sticking with something. Right. Um, so that you don't just look to the next, what you think might be the greener pasture, um, you know, the next new exciting thing. So uh, we've been able to stay here long enough that we've seen growth and development over the course of 15 years. So the church has really... I feel um, blossomed, you know, and, and thrives and is healthy because we've we've stayed long term to see some things through and see them through together. Um, so where we're at now, I mean, our church is not huge. You know, for those who are listening who don't know anything about, you know, Alito or First Baptist Church or, or uh, who we are, um, our church is a medium-sized church. We, you know, this is post-COVID, and we're still kind of, in some ways, recovering from that. Um, but uh, we were pushing 400, you know, folks in in church pre-COVID. Now, I mean, we're if we're over 300, but it's not um, quite where it was. You know, our kids ministry was what 140 almost kids on a Wednesday night. Five or fifth grade and younger, 
um, and uh, busting at the seams, you know. And now we're we're still feel full, but it's probably what eighty. Yeah, it's right around eighty. So, um, <laughs> sounded so excited about <laughs> well, that. Well, it's discouraging because yeah. I mean we did uh, work so hard to build and reach these. It's not just about the numbers; it's mm-hmm. about the families and these individual kids, and then there's a percentage of them who just haven't made their way back for whatever reason. And it's not because we didn't work really hard trying to stay connected to these kids and families. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just have to release that over to the Lord and Mm -hmm. celebrate the ones that we still have to minister to. And, um, but yeah, it's, (laughs) it's a little frustrating. Well, and that's the thing, like for me, um, because I, I do want to succeed and I want to achieve, um, you know, it, it kind of did become a little bit about the numbers for, for a while for me. Like I wanted to see the growth. I wanted to see in, increase every year. Um, and I was looking for those goals to be met. You know, I wanted to push beyond 400. I wanted to push beyond 500 in our church attendance and in our church uh, body. And, you know, with COVID that just kind of got taken away. It was like, well, now we have zero people. Now we're doing everything online and we have to reimagine what ministry is even Mm going to look like, um, from scratch. And it was kind of a scary thing in a way, but it was also like, well, this is in God's hands. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't control this. Um, so we've done the best we can and which I think a lot of churches have done the best they can and are still struggling. And, um, we're not struggling. Um, we're not where we, would maybe like to be, um, but uh, we're healthy and we're still reaching people and there's new people. And, um, and some of the folks that uh, haven't come back, um, you know, they're still watching online and some of them maybe have moved on. Um, but, uh, we don't control that. Mm-hmm. We, we do, we are faithful to what it is that God's called us to do. And I think that's become more important to me than just numbers, you know, that we're faithful, that we're doing what God's calling us to do, that we're, you know, uh, healthy. Um, And those things become actually probably a better uh, standard of ministry than just are we, you know, seeing more numbers. Right. Um, Because you can grow and be unhealthy. And uh, I think that does happen sometimes where we have lots of people, but... Um, maybe we're not uh, doing everything that we should be doing to disciple, um, to really help people to grow, to you know, own their own faith and sure. those kinds of things. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, and I wanted to just introduce ourselves, our ministry, where we're coming from as we get started on our pilot episode. Um, and so is, is there anything else, Maul, that you think needs to be said before we wrap it up? No, I'm excited, you know, to kind of enter into these conversations, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to others who are in ministry. No, not hopefully. Um, (laughs) So what we'll do is we're going to talk about all kinds of different aspects of ministry, Um, what we do here, what what we see God working through, um, some of the challenges that we've faced, some of the things we've overcome, some of the things that we're still trying to figure out. Um, but we're going to deal with any and everything, um, that comes along. 
And so uh, in all of that, we hope to, um, yeah, share that with anybody who needs it, anybody who wants it. So thanks for joining Small Town Big Ministry, and we hope that you'll listen to us next time. Okay, bye-bye. Goodbye.